welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and my co-host Sean Bowles is here. Hi, Sean. I'm so glad to be here. We have a really interesting guest coming up, Addie Hamilton. Do you want to tell us, tell our listeners about her? Well, first of all, she's your niece, which is amazing. I didn't know you had such incredible talent besides Lauren and your family. Actually, all of Lauren's side of the family seems to be extremely talented. Right. So this is exciting. But Addie, um, I'm excited to discover Addie through you because I already liked her music before I knew she was your niece. Mm -hmm. But she is uh, a musician and a writer. In 2019, she brought collaboration with the Berlin-based orchestra String Theory. This is amazing. You got to watch this on her on her YouTube page or on our, our website. Mm-hmm. She received a Grammy nomination for collaboration on the Sekou uh, Andrews Spoken Word album. She co-wrote String Theory single Hollywood Calling, which is I mean, I'm telling you, this is phenomenal. And is a featured artist on the song, recorded and filmed live. It's the first single video from the 45-piece ensemble's new album. The Los Angeles Suite. <laughs> Addie continues to work with the multiple publishing firms in film and television and it's just released Tangerine and Valentine in 2021. Again, phenomenal music. You're gonna love her because she's she's uh, has a retro style like the 19 the swing dance, like, like the, yeah. the old jazz style. Yeah. But she brings it into modern times. She's worked with publishing companies by the age of 16. Her first recorded recording film placed on network television and featured as a vocalist. Uh, this song soon became an Emmy nominated for daytime television in the best original song category at 19 or moved to Los Angeles coincided with her singing with round Hill music to date. Her music has been shared with the public through popular film, television and commercial placements, such as the CW's Riverdale uh, and Katie Green, Showtime Shameless, <laughs> ABC network, the catch Disney magic camp, Paramount networks, American women on MTV, HBO max and all over the place. So she's, probably going to be you know blow up like an adele because of just who she is she's just absolutely phenomenal yeah and you're gonna love hearing her god story too yeah i think i think the god story is amazing and she's so unique and so vibrant and i i think you know sean this grit and determination that she has like she's a singer songwriter creative but she's also a worker and it, yeah, she works really hard yeah yeah, I think that's what makes uh, an artist in this generation. It's like there's so many different, you know, mediums now to become an artist. But to do it successfully, you have to become an entrepreneur. And, and she is one. You can feel it on her. Yeah. Well, up next, Addie Hamilton. My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book at bullsministries.com and there's a lot of things you're going to get alongside of it. So make sure to go to bullsministries.com encounter a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. And we have Addie Hamilton here today. And Addie, I am... A huge fan, and I didn't even know it was you that was singing the song that I was trying to find from a movie or a TV show I was watching. And then I'm looking on your YouTube page and going, this girl's voice is so crazy. And your style and your skill of lyrics is so, I don't even know what to call it. It's like, you're you're such a poet. And so you, you I'm so glad you're on today. You know what I call it, Sean? What? And she doesn't like it, but she's got like the smoky voice. Yeah, he does like saying yeah. that. It is. It's like yeah, you, you like have it. something old, something new, 
and in you that's it's just so needed right now it's like there's something about that classicness that just as a matter of fact we're you know when we're recording this at the time of recording we're actually in christmas season i was like i wonder what she would do with a christmas album (laughs) i've always loved the idea of doing a christmas album i've done short little things for publishing but i'm putting a full-length album on the list for that oh my gosh well i i know you're gonna have a long career ahead of you because you're very young which is awesome and you started very young and so we want to kind of go back to your your roots but before we go there bob this isn't just somebody who is a friend. She's actually at your house for a reason because she's what? She she is my least favorite niece. Oh, I mean, you, that's, I mean, that's not my, what you said. She's my favorite niece. And how many of your other relatives are going to be like, wait a minute. There's a <laughs> lot of competition for the least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm one of 27 yeah. nieces and nephews. So yeah, it's a pretty crazy. big accomplishment. If I can't go to the top, then go for the bottom. <laughs> no, you're definitely at the top. And we're so glad you're there. Well, yeah. talk to us because you started really young in this industry and, and you're still young. But I mean, you started in your teenage years or even preteen years, like going for it. Yeah, so I actually started playing piano because I gave up TV for Lent. I don't know if I ever told you that. (laughs) When I was 14, and then I uh, found my great-grandmother's record player right around the same time. And I just dove into a lot of like 30s swing, 40s, big band uh, records that she had. And uh, that got me into songwriting element of music. And I started writing in studio at 16. I was in uh, an early college program with Berkeley and I got my first placement at, I think I was 16 or 17 and that was the Emmy nom. So it's wild to think of just, you know, your voice is mature. Like somebody in their forties or fifties would have a career already for that many years. But there's something really, I love the lyrics that I've heard, you know, in your songs and whether it's Valentine or whether it's the, the I think it's called String Theory or you were with String Theory. I don't know. But it's yeah, just the, String Theory is the, the orchestra. Yeah. Oh, there's an orchestra and you, the yeah. song you sang with them was so eclectic and phenomenal. And so I just think some of the things that we can easily access to, to hear you, it's so, it's like, again, something old, something new. Yeah. And it's what I love that so much. So, so talk about, you know, walking into a career so young, and some of your early challenges and some of the early kind of victories you had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's so funny is people will say, oh my gosh, I'm so young or I'm a woman and I've had it so much harder because of that. And I don't want to disagree with other people's walks because maybe that's the truth for them. But I think that there's an element of surprise that I was able to have. And I could still say now, but technically it, I'll, I'll be 26 on Monday, which is such a young so person. Old. I know. Gosh. And the music and industry, should the music retire. We shouldn't be having this conversation anymore. You should yeah, retire. sorry. <laughs> and, anyways, but um, I enjoyed being young because there's a lot of people who uh, like to put me under their wing. And... Um, but that doesn't mean like it was a free ride either. Uh Throughout my career, I've definitely tried to put my toes in uh, multiple waters, trying to get as much um, places in the music business, not just 
publishing uh, end of songwriting or not just uh, performance end, but also in set design and all of these things. That way, when I have conversations to people who are hoping to invest in me, then I can kind of talk about the business from a bird's eye view and be able to put in my two cents or have a conversation on how the whole entire brand is going to look rather than just how the song is going to sound. So what's really interesting, Sean, is the grit and determination that she has. And she is a little entrepreneur who, who is in the music business. So talk to, talk to our listeners about what it takes. I mean, you are you are busy when you're not busy mm-hmm. and you're you're doing a lot of things to well even talk about last night you were on a set at what time yeah. of night you got here yeah i think uh I, I said that i think i was on stage performing less than 12 hours ago right so yeah i'm on 4 hours of sleep um i don't know if anybody else is going to give this advice but i would say bite off more than you can chew mm. um i think having you know, multiple things running around, especially if you're somebody who has quality as like, um, you know, right in front of them, you're not going to let anything drop and you can always delegate things. Um, so I, yeah, I would say, you know, God, if God has something as a purpose in your life, then he's not going to let you fail at it. There may be small projects that don't come to fruition, but I would definitely say bite off more than you can chew. And yeah, you have to be innovative, especially being um, on tour. You don't know if your dress is going to break in half before you get on stage (laughs) or if the mic's going to stop working or, you know, something's happening in your family life and you're not going to be home for weeks or months at a time. So you have to just be able to not crack under pressure. And I think that's something that people should be keeping in mind in every area of business. And it doesn't have to do with your character or personality, whether you're shy or you're outgoing. Um, I think you have to be able to like put on this armor of, of uh, resilience. Mm-hmm. I love that advice so much because when you say buy enough more, you too, I'm more like that. And Bob is more like a risk manager where he's like helping people to stay in their lane. Mm-hmm. And I've, I feel like I've bit off more than I can choose so many times. And then I'm dependent on like, God, your grace, you know, yeah. it's going to fail or you're going to, or you're going to do it, you know, with yeah. me. And, and I feel like it comes from a place where a lot of us, we underestimate our own capacity mm-hmm. and we underestimate our own gifts and talents where we think, well, I'm really good at this, but I'm not very good at this yet. Yeah. Or maybe I'll never be good at this. So I'm not going to do it. And I see people like you who have longevity in their career and have, are always building forward. And I think of like Lenny Kravitz or even Madonna, people who had entrepreneurial side of their life alongside mm-hmm. their music gift versus somebody who's just being managed, you know, yeah. like one of the voice talents or one of the, you know, one of the, uh, reality show stars who's just being managed to sing other people's songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like their, their career, you don't hear from them very often again. Yeah. Versus somebody who actually is like, I'm going to actually bite off a book and I'm going to do a music tour and I'm going to do a, a collaboration project with this person. I love that about you. I love that you said that because I think, you know, I am mm-hmm. in full agreement with God, you know, like in the yeah. sense of like, if you're walking it out with a relationship with God, so you don't go crazy. 
Yeah, piggybacking on what you just said. Sorry if I'm interrupting, but um, I got a good piece of advice once in a dance class, actually, from the woman who sang, maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. And we were in this dance class and she's like, oh, so what do you do? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm really a singer. I, she's like, do you perform? I'm like, I haven't really performed. I do more publishing work. And she's like, don't stop dancing. You should get into acting. You should get into this because she was saying it was actually dancing that made my um, voiceover career jump. And in a place where at the time I was in LA, it's such a relational industry. So I think a lot of doors opened for me just by doing almost, and again, it's not like I think I'm trying to say that you should be doing everything, but I'm definitely passionate about Mm -hmm. set and all these different elements. So um, yeah. That's so good. So tell us, um, I know that you had something happen with your, with your, with your voice. Yep. Tell us about that. So when I was, I think I was 17. I'm so old now. The years just <laughs> blur. <laughs> that's why, cause you probably lived some dog years. Seven years yeah. Ago. Maybe yeah. that's why. Um, <laughs> so I got vocal polyps, which is Ooh. from, you know, what I've been told, a non-cancerous tumor in your throat. And for some people, it can be losing your voice for a week. And for other people, it can be getting intensive surgery. And in my case, the doctors were telling me that not only was my um, singing voice going to be jeopardized, but my speaking voice was going to be altered. So I was like this 17-year-old who... I mean, just was dreaming of, of course, performing in music. And um, I had been going to vocal therapy, relearning how to talk and having to talk like this all the time, which is exhausting. Wow. And you can actually hear it in some recordings at the time. I feel like I sound like Minnie Mouse. Everything's like very (laughs) forward. Anyway, so I uh, came here and uh, your wife, Lauren, prayed for me, and she put her hand on my throat, and she just was praying for healing, but also she prayed this promise over me that, um, you know, God gave me this gift, and he was going to be the one to give it or take it away, and that's been huge for me because I can go into situations now with that blessing in mind and saying, okay, like I have a crazy work week and I'm, you know, it's something that I still struggle with, um, the, uh, health of my vocal cords, but it's something that I don't fear. So well, what happened to the polyps? Oh, they gone. Come on. Yeah. I went back to the, um, doctor and he did a, camera thing Mm -hmm. and uh they told me that i didn't even need to get surgery so you were healed yes wow that's amazing yeah that's so cool so talk about then um in your the context of that like knowing that god was the one who gave you the singing gift knowing that god's one who controls your voice in the sense of like he holds in his hand it's a blessing talk about your relationship with god in the industry how has your faith affected your career well It's funny because after that point, we're such doubters, right? Mm -hmm. And I totally, 
in my head, now that I'm walking with God, I can look back and say that I totally walked away from God. I believed in God, but I wasn't walking in what he was calling me to do. And I also was putting him in a box. So it was an interesting period of time throughout my career when I was definitely doubting how big God was. And I could see now how that affected opportunities that came to me and um, things that just seemed too magical or too much, you know? Um, Well, when was the point where all of a sudden God became real to you? um, Recently, uh, probably about now three years ago. Um, I was just going through a crazy change in my relational life and I saw God show up there. Actually, let me say this, uh, which is, I'm, I'm very grateful for, I feel like because I was exposed so much growing up to, uh, spiritual Christianity and I personally, would claim that I had not have any of those gifts that I doubted God and God radically changed my life actually through me seeing the enemy move. I saw some like radical manifestation and then my eyes open and I was like, Oh, Whoa, this is real. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's funny. Like I would hear my sisters talk about like so-and-so got healed, which was funny because I had healing in my life. And then I walked away from God, but they were in church saying yeah. they saw yeah. all these things happen. And I was like, oh, cool. But like, well, I tell, us, tell us about the manifestation you talked about, because it's pretty dramatic. I'm curious which one you're thinking um, of. Uh, the enemy. Yeah. So I just was not walking in faith and like morally I wasn't walking with God and I literally had demonic manifestation. I would literally have like body jolts, throat grumbling, you know, the stuff that most people hear of in horror movies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was it. And but that would be, you know, a moment at home. And then I would go on throughout my day and I was like, oh, and that's what had to wake me up. Right. So that she kind of got scared straight. Yeah. And and then like three years ago, how did that how did that happen and bring you? So I mentioned that I was going through a relational. Yeah. Uh, change. So at the time I had broken up with my boyfriend and neither of us were walking in faith. And it's crazy because uh, we broke up and over the two and a half years that we were apart, not only did I come to God, but he radically changed wow. into a man that now I can look to and learn from um, in the spiritual, you know, crazy. so he You know, and that's affected my work life because I'm touring in his act. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So not today, Satan. (laughs) You need that T-shirt on there right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it's really interesting because I feel like, especially in the arts, too, there's probably a lot of people who relate to what you're saying as far as, you know, having some of the spiritual root system, but also having some of the demonic show up. And I just think of people like, you know, uh, last month, Brad Pitt put out a report in GQ, like in, in his interview, he said, I grew up in a uh, Baptist home that turned Pentecostal. And he said, I ran away from it when I went to Hollywood. And then I, I ended up going to channelers and all kinds of other stuff. And, and honestly, I, there's so much darkness that I had to turn back to my Pentecostal faith 
just mm-hmm. recently and go, this is real because it was the only thing that would wow. give me a rebirth. Wow. And I'm like, so I don't know. I don't know the story behind that. I've tried to talk to some people, but no one I know is close to him. And, but I've just, just that base value. I feel like when you know there's a God and you mm-hmm. know there's an enemy and something starts to manifest, it causes you to go, okay, I know you're real God. Like, where are you in this situation? So I love that that was part of your story because I feel like so many people can, it's so relatable. Yeah. It's so relatable to so many people. Yeah. But also it's so, I don't know. I feel like God brings me so many people mm-hmm. who, you know, are in Hollywood or who are artists who, when they have a conversation and upon first meeting me, they would not think that I have faith as a background, but it's so crazy how many people have been like, hi, my name's so-and-so and man, I'm dealing with this. <laughs> and wow. like, I'm like, oh, okay. And, but as a believer, you know, the spiritual world working behind that. And I think that's part of, you know, my walk with God is seeing how real the enemy is. Yeah. 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 And and he's on kind of the surface in his conversations here. I know Sri and I, my wife and I were always shocked when we get together with different people who neighbors or whoever. And the first thing they say is exactly what you said. They'll just tell us like what would in the Midwest take 20 conversations to get to, they tell you the first time when you're working with them or doing something. So I totally relate to that. So what, what do you think happens inside of you in that moment? Like, do you feel like um, more connections built or do you feel like does God use those moments in a, in an obvious way, or is it more like just know how to relate to them? Like what happens in those moments? I mean, to me, it's obvious, but I don't try to push. Um, I think just having a conversation, it's like, you have that light bulb that's like, okay, God, like, do you want to use me? And you say that quiet prayer in your head and it may be then, or it may be, you know, third or fourth time meeting up with them, but I don't think it's a chance thing. And sometimes it's been people who are so high up in the industry, but their um, truths that come up are so crazy that there's no like, come on, like, it's just <laughs> too obvious that God's going to use me somehow. That's and awesome. yeah. So it's interesting in the past three years, in the past two specifically, your wiring to hear God has come up and you're hearing God in new and different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think you're, you're way more attuned to what's happening in the spirit world, mm-hmm. no matter where you are now. Mm-hmm. What's that? You know, it just came to me. The term, is it devil in sheep's clothing? Yeah. I think what I am is the sheep in devil's clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Because people will come to me and, you know, it's, I'm in very niche worlds when it comes to how I dress or the music I sing or for a long time, well, I was going to say where I lived, which is like I was in Hollywood, but now I'm in Maine. So both of those are very niche. Anyways, I, um, I think that that everything that God's put on my heart, even when it comes to how how I dress is definitely like will be a an instant trust because I'll be the first to admit, yes, don't judge a book by its cover. But when somebody sees you and they're like, oh, you also love that, then immediately you're like friends. Yeah. So, so Sean, she mentioned how she dresses and I want to talk about that because she has this incredible style. And where did it come from? 
Um, probably influenced also by finding my great grandma's record players. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that first album of Peggy Lee. And then I don't know if I'm curious, do you guys know who Eartha Kitt is? No. I'm too old for you. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know a lot of those people too. I don't know Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's a, a fun rabbit hole for your listeners to go ta- down. Uh, she's super eccentric and has a wild personality on stage and also dresses very theatrically. Mm-hmm. And that was a big inspiration, along with, you know, many modern yeah. people. Too. So she's a lot of people who dress theatrically. That's his style, too. Yeah, she's a retro <laughs> dresser and she's also a twin. And honestly, when they were little girls, I couldn't I couldn't tell them apart. So I just called them by both names. Yeah. Chloe Addy. Chloe Addy or Addie Chloe. And <laughs> and uh, but as she as she matured, she got this style and she dresses retro. And well, it's so interesting because it feels like, you know, uh, again, a divine providential moment where God showed you part of your identity when you got that old record player out. And I feel like a lot of times we have those experiences. And once we're Christians, we start to see how God put his hand on us. Mm-hmm. And how he pulled something from something else into us. And I just oh, don't discount those experiences, listeners. Seriously, like, because I love that. I love hearing that from you. And I love, and we'll show some of the, um, I'll give this as a production point, make sure to show some of the Instagram pictures or whatever you can of Addie, just because they're so cool. But, um, but you know, it's just really interesting how we have those moments. And if we can partner our faith to them, how it does become very defining for our career, becomes very defining for mm-hmm. our identity. Like, I feel like you've taken some of this on in your identity in a healthy way. And it's just so, it, it's not only cool for people to be able to relate to you, but it's cool for God to be able to relate to others through you. And that's what's really special to me is that you're in this mainstream world of music and acting and you're going for it and you're doing, you're doing it with God. But it's, you know, the obvious part of with God is when you're with someone behind the scenes, not up front. Up front, it's just yeah. beautiful. You know, it's just yeah. a beautiful talent and gift to the world. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> well, well, Sean, um, isn't I told you she's amazing. She is. Uh, well, tell us how to get a hold of you over yeah. Instagram and all your links. Are you on TikTok? Or are you on Facebook? Where are you at? My manager is going to be mad that I'm not on TikTok. You have a manager? Yes. Wow. Wow. I didn't know. She's <laughs> famous. Go ahead. <laughs> Who do you think's been texting you all the time? <laughs> um so my instagram is hamilton like the play i say that now hamilton addy a-d-d-i-e and um you can find my website which will also link you to social media and all that and it's addyhamiltonmusic.com well what about like how do we listen to you are you on spotify are you on i'm on spotify i'm all i'm on all that but yes i think my website will give you like everywhere nice little bow tie. Addie, thank you so much. Um, I, our listeners are going to find you in all these different places and we have more of exploring the marketplace for you. We're going to do some questions next. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. 
It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Okay, we're back. Oh, Sean, we have a problem. We couldn't get rid of Addie. So I, <laughs> I don't want to get rid of Addie. Yeah. So let's have her answer questions with us. Do you have a question for us? It's a perfect question because it's someone from the entertainment industry, Addie. And this is a woman who was on our Facebook Live who asked this question. I am at a place where I'm working in the entertainment industry, but the financial side just isn't working out yet. I have enough opportunities that let me know that God's in this. But what do you do in the in-between when you can't have a full-time job, but entertainment isn't fully paying the bills? I don't want to be a barista. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, I would say, is it too blase to say grow where you're planted? I don't know. No, it's a great statement. I would ask her if she was sitting across from me, what she's passionate about outside of music, not to segue into that, but um, I... I don't think you have to be full-time at music. Like she said, she sees God moving in it. I think that uh, there's a lot of people, Mm -hmm. myself included, who will work at something and it doesn't have to be your money thing. Mm -hmm. God's calling doesn't have to make you money. That's not saying that it won't, but, um, you know, not to say that she needs to get a barista gig, but I would definitely uh, keep continue praying about God opening doors for um, another job opportunity that you're going to know it's going to be using your talent some way. And it's not going to be a waste of time. It may not be, um, it may not be music related uh, specifically, or you can start seeking out uh, maybe working telephones at like a publishing company, hmm. you know, doing, doing a different end, not the creative end of music, but uh, that's, that's great. I think, I think what Addie's saying is, and in her life, it's been a process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me listening to this question is there's a determination that has to happen. And sometimes we all have to pay the bills mm-hmm. and, you know, you're saying follow your passion, mm-hmm. but at, at the end of the day, cause I know you, you went behind the scenes and got jobs and worked, mm-hmm. um, kind of behind the scenes in the entertainment industry? I I think it was the day before the Grammys. I was doing set design for a Netflix job. And I wasn't like the lead set, like anything glamorous. Mm. I was literally in like a chore outfit, like schlepping stuff out of a truck. (laughs) That's so awesome. What do you say, Sean? No, I think that's so real. And I think think there's a um, kind of an unrealistic identity that can come on us where we think everything has to be the glorious stuff. But I mean, like, 
we have to find God. We're blooming where we're planted. And, you know, I had to clean toilets at one point. I was a janitor for a while. Years ago, when I first started out in ministry, they couldn't just do ministry. I had to do janitorial as well because there wasn't enough money in, in ministry. And that was the job I could do and listen to worship and not think about it. So I, was, I had fun. And so I think a lot of entertainment people, because we want to be creative all the time, we're frustrated when we can't, when we have to do a hustle, a side hustle. And I would just say, do whatever job you can do to keep your focus on your creativity. Mm -hmm. And who knows, you might just find a, a, another spinoff career, which mm -hmm. I have. I mean, I found a spinoff career. And, and there's other times where God's process is so different that he may take you away from what you thought you were going to be doing as mm -hmm. the full-time most obvious thing. So you can learn some skill sets and tools and also relate to some people that would have never been seen by you or heard by you later on. And so mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that God does it his way, not our way. That's so good. Well, well, thanks for joining us on Exploring the Marketplace. Uh, if you go to www.bullsministries.com, you'll see a button that says, Ask a Question with Sean and Bob and, and Addie. I think that's on the button now. <laughs> Press that button and you can either audio record or write a question for us. We'd love to hear your questions. Thank you so much for joining us. And special thanks to Addie Hamilton for being here. Thank you so much. That's right. All right. Thank see you, you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey. And we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.